Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. And I'm Caleb. Uh, welcome, everybody. Hello. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> what a great intro this is already. Uh, I think this week uh, we have a pick from Nick. Am I right about this? Oh, Nick's good. pick? I do have a pick for us this week, guys. I have got the soundtrack to The Wedding Singer. Oh, oh nice. Yes. Nice. Volume one. Volume one. This is the, I believe, the first uh, soundtrack for a film that we are doing on the podcast that has uh, two soundtracks. A volume one and a volume two. Mm, first for everything. Is it Adam Sandler's first appearance on the podcast as well? Ooh, probably. I believe I it to be. As well, I man. believe it to be. Yeah. We've had like five Mike Myers films yeah. since our first Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah, this is 1998. The year is 1998. It's yeah. <laughs> a lot of amazing music in 98 that came out, uh, <laughs> including but not limited to God is a DJ. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> by Faithless. Oh, Faithless. I know that. Uh, yeah, Fly well, away by Lenny Kravitz. Oh, uh, heaven. One week heaven. by Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> you get what you give. New Radicals. Oh hey. Yeah. So yeah. these these songs are all on the soundtrack. No, no, no. Oh, these are not? on the soundtrack. Oh, we'll get it. into that. We'll get into that. Research is all out of whack. <laughs> well, this uh, this movie is based in anyone? What year? What year? Uh, nine, I'm going to guess 1985? That's correct. Yeah. They claim to base it in 1985, but I don't think it's ever specifically stated in the movie. I was just basing that off of the music and the soundtrack. Was yeah. this a soundtrack you guys owned? Uh, spoiler alert, I have not owned most of the soundtracks that we've done. Or, you know, <laughs> that many. Uh, I think, you know, in my childhood uh, growing up, I probably owned three soundtracks. I think... <laughs> They were Godzilla, the album. Yeah, nice. Um, Wait, folks, kudos. Okay. Oh, yeah, dude. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Okay. And there was a family copy of Forrest Gump that was floating around the wow. house. Oh, uh, yeah, baby. Yeah. That was about it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I remember the wedding singer jewel case, like, flopping around in the back of people's cars when yeah. I was in high school. Rattling around uh, back there. Yeah. I didn't own it. I didn't own it, but I, I'm pretty familiar. I'm, like, a huge fan and I'm sure we'll cover it eventually, of the Gross Point Blank soundtrack. Oh, yeah. And I always kind of thought of this as like a little bit more like a poppier version of that. Anyways, back to the Wedding Singer soundtrack. Uh, You know, this is an interesting soundtrack. Uh, The soundtrack features mostly original versions of the songs that are sung by the uh, cast in the movie. Uh, There's some original songs on the soundtrack uh, that include some dialogue bits from the movie. There's some background stuff that made it on there. But a lot of good stuff on here to get into. All right, let's get into it. This is track one, the Presidents of the United States of America with Video Killed the Radio Star. Second symphony Rewritten by machine on new technology And now I understand the supernova scene like third or fourth grade um there was some like cool kid in my class that's like presidents of the p-o-t pot <laughs> pot usa <laughs> it's all a secret message man it's, it's potus though yeah. it's to put it's to pot- <laughs> there's pot within the uh, uh, what a cover. They, uh, <laughs> That's, yeah, it's the Buggles song, the Buggles original. It's a very faithful cover. Mm-hmm, We're mm-hmm. getting hit hard right off the top of the soundtrack with a cover. 
Yeah, the president of the United States, you guys might know him from uh, Peaches fame. See, yes. I, I was I a big fan of the song Lump. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Oh, yeah. She's Lump. Which She's very, Lump. like, garage rocky, kind of like art, you know, it's like a self-consciously nerdy. I don't know if they were... I and, feel like kind of related to like Devo, kind of yeah, REM, yeah. but like uh, a generation later. Are they of Georgia? I don't know. Maybe I was just thinking the Peaches thing. Peaches. Um, what if they got really upset that you were like, they're like, we're not nerds. What? <laughs> How Dude, dare we you? Rock, we also, rock, man. I feel like the lead singer kind of looks like Michael Stipe because he was like yeah, a little yeah. bald guy. Yeah, maybe yeah. He's pretty stipey. He's a little stipey. You know, they had uh, the record for the longest band name for a while because it was spelled <laughs> out uh, the presidents of the United States. Of and then I think America. someone just, oh, of America. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And I think somebody just heard that and was like, well, I'm going to name my band something longer. So I get that Guinness Book of World Record. <laughs> uh, the uh, the Buggles uh, version, that was the first music video aired on MTV yeah, in of 1981. Course. Of course. Yeah. 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 What do you think today's, uh, would it be uh, Instagram killed the Vine star? <laughs> or would it be Instagram killed the YouTube star? Just something awful. Like, yeah. God. I think there was like a bad, world a bad updated version of this song that came out maybe 10 years ago that's something along those lines. I had a Presidents of the United States um, album, the one with the frogs on the front. I had that on mini disc. <laughs> Ooh, mini disc. Yeah, man. Throwback. It Throwback sounded to great. A Men in Black soundtrack. You're telling me you didn't have the Wedding Singer soundtrack, oh, no, but no. you had the, a mini disc of the President oh, of the yeah. United States of America, two prepositions in Absolutely. one band title. Absolutely. My friend Steven had a mini disc player, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> so cool. Uh, shout out to mini disc. Let's jump right into track two. This is Culture Club with Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? I'm immediately reminded of the uh, Culture Club song that's used in Billy Madison, I'll Tumble For You. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's got something with Culture Club. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's made its appearance in a few movies of his. Sandler loves putting um, 80s music in his movies, which is pretty awesome, I think. There's uh, Sticks that's in Big Daddy. Yeah. And uh, there's the tidbit of uh, Van Halen's jump on his answering machine. Uh, might as well leave a message. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> and, uh, you know, This Endless Love and Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Renegade is in uh, Billy Madison, too. It's like really getting after it. It's <laughs> just like partying with, like, you know, his hat on oh, sideways yeah, yeah, and glasses. Yeah. <laughs> the news is he's cracking a beer. Are you trying to tell me that Adam Sandler has some sort of arrested development? Because that seems strange. He would be stuck in his childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This song is really, really good. Yeah, dude. I, Boy George, man. I have a Gotta thing. Gotta give it to that guy. Karma yeah. Chameleon is the song that gets stuck in my head yeah. the most, and I hate it. And <laughs> no! I, I, what? I, I can't. It's the melodica, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I can't handle that song, but this song is really good. Even if it's... Uh, I, it's something we're probably going to pop up again on the soundtrack, but it's kind of a pop reggae uh, done by white people from England. Absolutely. Got, there's like a, there's maybe an Indian guy in Culture Club. I can't remember. There might be. Um, Boy George is pretty white. Yeah. Um, so if you guys remember in the movie, this is what uh, one of the band members, who's also named George. Yeah. Uh, that's his, like his one song that, or, or it, she, uh, it's Alexis, Alexis Arquette. Arquette. Yeah. Uh, she passed away recently. And yeah. It's, yeah. Shout yeah. out. David Arquette's sister. 
But uh, um, yeah. but yeah. So the character, the character is like obsessed with Boy George, obviously, and yeah, it's really only knows the one song, and that's like, isn't she put into a? She's put in in a position where she has to like vamp and play more songs, and she just keeps playing the same song yeah, over that's and over. Pretty amazing. Robbie Hart is helping the uh, the drunk kid, who I think it. it I, I didn't research this, but I meant to. I think it's the same. Um, kid that calls him out in billy madison for like uh i think it's one of the classmates in billy madison it looks like a a slightly older version of that kid Uh, i could be wrong but uh, he's the kid that pees his pants uh but he gets drunk and he's throwing up and then robbie hart's helping him and the song starts to slow down and uh george in the movie is like all right do it again people are like oh they're like oh they're turning on george you need to get back in there (laughs) that kid that beat his pants in billy madison i never realized how funny that one line is that the old lady says until way later in life where she says um if peeing your pants is cool consider me miles davis (laughs) (laughs) it's like that's the fucking funniest shit i've ever heard Uh, let's jump into track three. This is the police with every little thing she does is magic. I was just, uh, we were reminiscing recently about how much these guys hated each other. Yes. <laughs> it's what, it, uh, it's like such a sad thing to, I, cause I love the police and I guess what they only put out like five records or whatever, but they, <laughs> their records that I, as musicians are playing, like you just feel like they like each other a lot. Yeah. And like, oh, they're all having a great time. <laughs> and, I mean, this is off of, I think Ghost in the Machine, which is like a darker record. And I think this is like the one kind of poppy song on it. But it's like, how? have you seen the clip of them in the uh, they're giving like a TV interview and, you know, they start kind of <laughs> they just start beating the piss out of each other going at it. And uh, St- Stuart Copeland says, uh, we should film me whooping Sting. Wouldn't that be great? And Sting takes his like drink and splashes it in his face and they and they start brawling. Interviews derailed. And, Dude, I and poor Andy this. Summers gets like toppled yeah, yeah, Andy on. Summers is just- <laughs> And, you know, it's it's funny to me. Because, and know. Summers was like older. He was like in his 30s when they got together. So yeah. it wasn't even. And there's only three guys. Like, you should yeah. be able to make this work. And like, I mean, the Sting name of, is like working on like uh, not coming the whole time. So yeah. you should Tantric, be. Tantric, like, tantric sex. Like, thing. How, yeah. like what? Yeah, I just, it, he's just aggravated all the time. He's got like and blue Coulton's balls for like years. one of the best drummers ever. And yeah. these guys, yeah. uh, they can't get it together. I mean, Andy Summers did make a documentary titled Can't Stand Losing You, Surviving the Police. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You know, it's pretty so nuts. He, he does look uh, very out of place uh, as a rock star because like Sting's this like, you know, pretty good looking guy and uh, Stewart's got like, you know, he's just the longest uh, arms you've ever seen. He just looks like a spider and he wears like Under Armour when he drums nowadays. Yeah. And then you've got Summers who's like five foot nothing and maybe I'm mistaken, but when I saw him in concert, he just looked like a squatty old man. <laughs> just like, oh man, poor guy. This must have been in uh, like 91, I want to say, post um, police breakup. When Sting was doing promo for his uh, solo album, The Soul Cages. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So, staying, <laughs> so the, the tie-in is that um, uh, Bill O'Reilly has been um, <laughs> charged with introducing uh, Sting for a cut on his latest album. And the, the album is The Soul Cages. The police have been broken up for like five, six years at this point. The viral clip of O'Reilly just freaking out and losing his mind. And I remember when that uh, do it live became, you know, fuck it, we'll do it live became a catchphrase. And, you know, in high school in Houston, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't know what the clip was, but I would just see uh, all these bros coming out of convenience stores with big packs of natty ice and they would all be screaming at each other. Fuck it, do it live. I was like, what "What is this? What is this trend? Oh, man. Yeah. To play us out. What does that mean? Like he doesn't (laughs) to play us out. Fuck it. I think it's it's either he's never heard to play us out or like he's having like a momentary lapse where like you know when you like read something four times and it just doesn't make sense to you and then you yeah, read it a fifth stuck. and you're like, Oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. But it's like a there's there's no words there. There's no words I'm, I, fuck it. I'll do I'll write it, we'll do it live. I just yeah, I remember this clip, um I think it was probably on the Daily Show. It was definitely when O'Reilly was a political talk guy, and and this is like uh, the clips from before then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the clip is from. So yeah. I think I probably didn't see the clip until probably I don't know maybe ten years after it was recorded. Oh, easily <laughs> probably fifteen <laughs> something like that for me. I like the idea of every every like cameraman and like editor in Hollywood just keeping a bank of like something crazy happened. I'm gonna like oh man <laughs> ten yeah. years from now when I have a solid job outside of the industry I'm gonna leak this. <laughs> There's some clip I saw too. It's like another later in life clip of Sting and uh, Stuart Copeland, you know, from like 10 years ago where they're um, like Sting makes something. He's like, you're fired. Or, like you got fired. <laughs> and he's like, he just puts his, you know, his face in his hands. Oh, it's God. pretty insane. But yeah, the music is great. We love the police. Yeah. This was during the, uh, the ice cream cheer up. I think, uh, you know, Robbie Hart's having a bad day. Uh, it's, you know, when he's had that basically <laughs> mental breakdown. And then uh, Drew Barrymore's like, let me take you out for ice cream. And so it's playing in the ice cream shop. And by the way, this there is so much music in this movie. And it's so good. Yeah. It's all, I mean, it was the first movie I can remember that was like kind of uh, looking back on the 80s as with a bit of, um, you know, they had a bit of, uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Nostalgia? No, it, well, yeah, it's 80s nostalgia. A bit of romanticized. Yeah, looking back on the 80s with a bit of a romantic nostalgia, I guess. A little weren't just like railing blow and like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sorry. <laughs> so speaking of that, uh, <laughs> the next track, The Smiths. This is The Smiths with How Soon Is Now. Excellent guitar work there by I've Johnny Marr. It's a really weird song in that it's one of uh, the Smiths' like iconic songs, but it's probably like the least representative of the Smiths. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's definitely like a, it's a fully Johnny Marr song. Like it's crazy. Like uh, the sounds he's getting out of the guitar. Yeah, he presented the instrumental. Yeah, uh, to he Morrissey. pretty much did the whole thing. But and these are like kind of the least Morrissey of all Morrissey lyrics, and the vocals are like pretty toned down. It's a great song, but uh, I love the Smiths and I love the song, but I, they don't really agree with each other. 
And it also seems like it was so ahead of its time that this seems almost like a 90s song in its production. Yeah, it's got that kind of grungy sort of vibe to it. I yeah, feel like. it's yeah. swampy. It's, yeah, a little swampy. Yeah. It's, 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 like, it's like way fuller and more sinister and polished than like most uh, Smith songs. I, I mean, saw Morrissey the, at a Terminal 5 a few years ago, yeah. and yeah, I think he played this song, and then he went into like a 15-minute Meat is Murder <laughs> segment, I and I, everyone say, was like, bathroom break. Oh, <laughs> real God, chill guy. Man. Yeah, he's just... His politics are real good. He's constantly punishing his fans for sticking with him. (laughs) He's like a a militant vegan, and he's turned into a little bit of a fascist in his later days. I still find it funny that his autobiography is published through Penguin Classics. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, he had the idea... That he was, he just decided in his mind, I'm going to write this thing and I'm going to get it published by them. I think the release was a little controversial. You know, I just love this scenario where you're flipping through their catalog and you're like, Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, look, like a bunch of Kafka. Uh, the Morrissey autobiography. What is this doing in here? It's, hey. So he's a, he's a man of, of strong principles who has also screwed over a ton of people. <laughs> And uh, so, like, him and, and Mar, they took, like, soul rights of the music, and everybody else in the band had to sue to get any sort of royalties. And they basically, like, for Peanuts, paid off two people, and then, like, or two or three people. And the last one, the, I think the drummer won in court in England. I think it went all the way up to their Supreme Court or whatever. House of Lords. And it was, like, a big to-do, and... Uh, and the drummer won the rights, and I think it was like a million pounds, or I don't know. Oh, wow. Golly. And uh, fought him tooth and nail on everything. To, uh, to my knowledge, Morrissey never paid him because he, w- he had already moved to the U.S., and he was arguing that he was outside of the jurisdiction. That doesn't God. work that way. You yeah, can't no. just leave a country and be like, but he was like it's out of my hands. So for, for at least, like I think, 10 years after the, uh, the trial, he just had, had refused to pay his half of the... Yeah, it's not like the U.S. doesn't have an extradition <laughs> treaty with yeah, England. Um, th- so this uh, this song is uh, playing during the return of Linda, uh, Robbie Hart's uh, fiance that left him at the altar. And this is like you know the pinnacle scene where Adam Sandler's <laughs> drunk and shows uh, you know shows up back to his house and she like walks out of the out of the chair just waiting for him. It's a great song to be like, ooh, Return of the Ex. <laughs> like, <laughs> out of the shadows (laughs) Uh, as far as like soundtracks go i remember this very vividly i guess in the craft maybe just in the trailer though because i think on the soundtrack it might be a cover of it Ooh, maybe i can't remember uh, we gotta do the craft. Yeah, dude, we'll do the craft. We gotta do the craft. We've been saying it for years. <laughs> for years. <laughs> How long have we been doing this show? Yeah. Years. Yeah. yeah. Let's say years. Let's jump into track five. This is Psychedelic Furs with Love My Way. I recognize that one from just seeing it in the uh, Call Me By Your Name. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's featured prominently in that. And that, I, I, this is my favorite. I like the Psychedelic Furs quite a bit. This is my favorite song yeah. of theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a jammer right there. That's yeah. a really good song. It's such a good song. Um, it's funny because I always, 
uh what's his name richard butler the lead singer mm-hmm. he has a very um kind of punk rock raspy voice but all of the psychedelic first songs that i was familiar with were much like poppier yeah and i was like oh there must have been like a first record that was very not really yeah. <laughs> i think the first it was like more like like it was like a little bit more a little bit harder but it, there was never any like punk record that no, they put it was out like pretty in pink you know he's, <laughs> yeah. he's doing I that think, yeah. i think pretty pink it might have been off their second album yeah but it's okay. uh yeah i think the first time i remember hearing that song was while playing uh vice city oh um, yeah it was on the uh the wave 103 station hell yeah man yeah when we do our first uh marathon eight hour episode It'll gonna be do the, all the, the Vice, Vice City, City soundtrack. <laughs> oh, it came in a box set. It was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That song was also in the uh, Valley Girl soundtrack. There's a Nicolas Cage scene where he's trying to be all suave, <laughs> and that song's playing in the background. Oh man, yeah. In this movie, it was uh, I guess Drew Barrymore has been overserved on their double date, and uh, you know. Glenn, they're outside the club, and Glenn Coolia pulls Glenn up in Coolia. his DeLorean, and he's like, "Don't puke in the car, babe." It's a great scene because uh, when he opens the door, I think it's some Miami Vice riff that is playing in his car, and like this, <laughs> this music cuts out. Then she gets in the car, and she's like, "Bye," and then it, you know, zoom off, and then this song comes back in. But it's yeah, it's pretty great. That was uh, dude, Glenn Coolia in this. Is, oh yeah, because she's going to become Julia Coolia. That's Julia the plot Gullia. point. That, uh, <laughs> I have a friend who got married, and her name now is Andres Andres, hmm. which is that sounds like a like a cool band. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. like cool. I was gonna oh, say dude, that's Andres, that's Andres, early Andres, Andres. Andres. Yeah, there wasn't there that Seinfeld episode like a rapper. where they're going, they're going <laughs> yeah. to see like a movie called like uh, it's oh like, Rochelle Rochelle. Yeah, Rochelle. oh Rochelle Rochelle. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty um, great. Matthew Clave is the name of the guy, that, and he hasn't. He's a great character actor, but like this is the the role I remember him for. <laughs> And watching on a second watch, he nails just the scumbag. Like, oh, like I guess in the previous scene uh, to the song we just listened, um, he's sitting there and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I, uh, hey guy, I just met. You know, I cheat on my fiance, right? Yeah, and I, I will continue to cheat. Yeah, even when I'm married, I, I live in the city, so I can get away with anything." He's like, oh my god. Like, what a bold move to like. The funny thing is, I've kind of met people like that. Really? Where they're like oversharing and they're like, they're like, they really, I don't know if it's some sort of compulsion to like unload or if they're like proud, proud of like their like bad decisions and you're just kind of like, why? I don't want to know this. I don't want to know this. And then you have to like. And then you meet the feeling, oh, hey, nice to meet you. And you're just like, what the fuck? Why have you put me in this position? Yeah. yeah. But I, I will say, I remember when I initially watched that movie, I thought Adam Sandler was kind of breaking guy code a couple of times. <laughs> and that, like, he, oh, uh, no. well, he's, like, goading, you know, Glenn into, he's like, hey, that girl's pretty hot, right? We couldn't get girls like that, right? I bet you don't get girls like that. <laughs> like, he's, like, goading it out of him. And then, of course, he caves. But anyway. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's a Texas upbringing. <laughs> Fucking hey, Glenn. Glenn, Glenn, Gullia, Glenn Gullia. But he, he nails it. Let's listen to track six, guys. Track six. We're here. This is Thompson Twins with Hold Me Now. Look at our life now. We're tattered and torn. We fuss and we fight and delight in the tears that we cry until dawn. Oh, 
Man, all I want to do is live in that song forever. It's the best. <laughs> it's so good. It's the I, best. The Thompson Twins, I think, are a little unfairly tarred for being like a one-hit wonder, like 80s one-hit wonder, just yeah. be- more because of their look than their actual output. I think they actually had like... Just gorgeous blonde hair. <laughs> no, they look, they look fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you know, they're like the... The punchline is the flock of seagulls and one uh, under yeah. is the is Thompson, Thompson Twins. Twins. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they put out like a few successful records and they had like, you know, they were like charted like a lot, a lot more than you'd think. Yeah, yeah. And they also get their name from uh, those twins in the Tintin comics. The Tintin comics. Adventures. Oh, the Tintin yeah. Adventures of yeah, Tintin. Little, They're the bumbling the uh, twin the detectives. It's the little yeah. Charlie Chaplin motherfuckers. Shout out to Tintin. <laughs> Tintin. <laughs> Tintin. Yeah. That needs another reboot. Get on it, Spielberg. <laughs> it, uh, that one flopped. We need another one. Yeah, Europe's so, going to love it. Some of those Tintin comics don't hold up that well. <laughs> yeah. So no one in the band is a Thompson. No one's related. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> That song is such a jam, though. One of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... I mean, it's also super slick. And I think that, like... I don't know. You you are right, though. It is synonymous with, like, 80s schmoozy bullshit. <laughs> I, I think I've, I've brought it up on this podcast before, but there was this interview with Amy Mann that stuck with me, and she was in a band called Till Tuesday. Mm-hmm. They had one song that I like quite a bit. Uh, what is it called? Voices... But voices she, scatter. Uh, <laughs> voices scatter. It's something like that. Uh, but she was talking shit on her own band, and uh, she compared her own band unfavorably to the Thompson Twins. And I was like, Oh, come on! Shots I like, fired. I like your band. I like the Thompson Twins. What the fuck? Oh, uh, <laughs> lose, lose, my friend. Voices carry. Voices carry. Voices carry. Voices carry. <laughs> also a good song. Not as good as that good Thompson song. Twins song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Robbie Hart's in the dumpster thing, this one. Uh, <laughs> he's had a very bad night playing so a just, very bad gig. I picked up on this already, but uh, that that's the Adam Sandler character's name. Robbie Hart. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Adam Sandler's character is Robbie Hart. Uh, and I also went to college with a kid named Robbie Hart. Oh, okay. And, uh, what? Lucky. Yeah, yeah. And he's great, man. Everyone loves Robbie Hart. It's a great name. <laughs> solid, solid screenwriting name. It's a good name. Um, I will say, I think Adam Sandler sort of... This was one of the the evolutions of this is kind of a dramatic turn in uh, Sandler where he went from like the yeah to uh, I uh, I uh, love you so much and uh, <laughs> but dude, he has that little bit of like rasp to his voice the entire movie uh, they were like take it I bet they were like can you take it down to like a three the entire time and then we'll give you a few like yeah what did you use but just like the rest of the time we want you to three uh, but the whole time he's uh, he's about here <laughs> I don't oh, oh shit <laughs> it looks like we have some breaking news yeah, here this is unexpected yeah, I think we we might have a breaking news item coming in we cut news. to Christopher Darden in the field I'm in the field. I'm in the field. Uh, according to uh, Lana Del Rey info on Twitter, uh, the trio collaboration between Miley Cyrus, Ariana Grande, and Lana Del Rey for the new Charlie's Angels soundtrack will be coming soon. There's a trailer oh. to be released ASAP, and most likely we'll get a snippet of that song. Uh, tomorrow, or by the time you listen to us, probably. You're going to hear it. You heard it right. <laughs> oh! Thank you so much, Chris, for that breaking news. Here on the red carpet, <laughs> reporting to the stars. We are live. <laughs> Fuck it! We'll do it live! <laughs> Fuck it! Oh, I'm so glad they chose, uh, you know, three white girls to uh, do the Charlie's Angels. Well, After- was it, it was, wasn't it, was it a, uh, Destiny's Child? It was Destiny's Child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
They did a. Well, now we're doing a little bit of a twist on the yeah. classic. Yeah. Twist it White up. people. White people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd like to thank the Hollywood Follies for that track right there. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I mean, Destiny's Child definitely did a, like, independent women. Oh, and it was... And then Charlie's the Angels Ch- were like, hey, can you Charlie's Angel it up a bit? It was very much in the grand tradition of the Godzilla soundtrack. Oh, very much that, so. uh, The Green Day track. Because <laughs> yeah. they did a lot of, like, Charlie, can you handle this? Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> up. Instead of, like, girl, I didn't know you could get down like this. Charlie, how do you just get down like that? Like, they can barely, they can barely fit it in the uh, song. Yeah, what a mouthful. But I cannot wait to hear... Miley, Ariana, and Lana Del Rey take a crack at that one. So hopefully that's dream be team. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump right into track seven. This is Elvis you, Costello Chris. with uh, yeah, thank reporting you, yeah. <laughs> Elvis Costello with "Every Day I Write the Book." that instrumentation um very similar to that thompson twins track that we heard yeah some I of mean, those jangles there's some there's some slick production in there i'm like generally a bigger fan of i would say elvis costello's first couple records and i don't think that this is on those i think it's a little bit later i don't know about you guys but i am loving the soundtrack so far <laughs> it's great well it's fantastic it's hard to fuck up a soundtrack a you know set in the 80s and like you have the money to license all the 80s music that you yeah. want the word I was looking for earlier was perspective. <laughs> they had a bit of perspective on like what worked in the eighties and what was good, and I just yeah I could not get the word. I'm sorry, guys, but yeah, there we go, there we go. You know, I mean, they they definitely cherry picked like all the great songs yeah, from yeah. the eighties and like things that were like, iconic of the time. I've been doing a little bit of research on Elvis Costello. Still haven't listened to a lot of them. But, De- uh, Declan Bennett. Declan Bennett. What about him? I think that's no. Declan. What is what is uh, Elvis Costello's name? Declan Bennett's our friend. Yeah, his name's Declan something. Oh, I don't know. I was like, what about our friend? De- Declan, Declan, you out there? Declan, yeah. is that you under <laughs> there, <laughs> under the skin? It's been he the whole time. Yeah. Scooby Doo ending. So I've heard him uh, compared to, I guess, Quentin Tarantino. And that he's like, he's just a huge music fan. And then he just like, he's done all these like genres of music because he's amazing at it. And he's just like, okay, um, I'm just going to go ahead and like do something that, that feels different. You know what I mean? It's like, time I'm, to do my Calypso album. Yeah, I did punk and then I'll do Calypso and then I'll do that. And then like, yeah, if anyone wants me to do this, I'll do that too. And I'm going to quit. But I'm going to come back. And I'm gonna come <laughs> but he's kept that hat on the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Never lost the hat. Yeah. I mean, there was like a... I, I feel like there's a genre in England. Maybe I brought this up before, but there was like a big pub rock thing. That it was kind of like uh, we're talking think, Dropkick Murphys here. No, it, <laughs> in America, what are we in here? America, you have like the, the cover, cover bands playing in pubs, but in England, you would just have these. And it's like a lot of covers, but it was kind of while punk was happening, there was uh, like an, an another kind of collection of people that were like more professional musicians that were playing a ton of gigs. Uh, kind of in, I guess, in the tradition of like the Beatles, you'd be just be playing every night. Yeah. And Elvis Costello was kind of from that. So he was like a little bit part of that post-punk new wave thing, even though he didn't really sound like it. 
Uh, but yeah, a lot of like he could do a lot of different genres because he's used to playing so much music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Declan McManus. Okay. Declan ah, McManus. Okay, there we go. Okay. Sorry, Declan Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> Declan <laughs> We love you very much. We'll, we'll do an episode Come with on you the soon. Let's dive into track eight. This is Billy Idol with White Wedding. Hey, little sister, who's your superman? Hey, little sister, who's the one you want? Hey, little sister, shotgun. Stay to start again. It's a nice day for a white wedding. It's a nice day to start again. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Billy Idol makes an appearance at the end of the film. He makes yeah. a great cameo. He's really good. I thought he was really I mean, he's playing himself, which isn't, you know, too much of a stretch. But. He was supposed to have a, a big role in uh, Oliver Stone's uh, Doors movie. Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone. He's in it. Stone. He's in it. He has a small part because cat. He, he, like, uh, completely fucked up his leg in a drunken motorcycle accident Ooh. and so he couldn't stand up and still so got it man he got like that's rock and roll baby yeah billy idol is like the definition of punk in appearance only yeah yeah like the amount of songs that you don't realize are billy idol songs because they're like these as a lot of them are really good but they're just they're just like slow 80s pop songs he was in a band before he went solo called uh generation x mm-hmm and they had a song called Dancing by Myself or Dancing, Dancing with, myself. with Myself. Yeah. And it is not punky at all. Uh-huh. There's a, and like, he was supposedly hanging out with like the Sex Pistols and all those people. And that's like where he picked up the style. Yeah. Just but he was like all of them. way better looking than all of them. And then like, <laughs> I like him now, but if I was around at the time, I think he would be the epitome of like what I would hate about music. Where you'd have a really good looking person dressed like the Sex Pistols just doing like 80s pop. He's probably the original pop punk band in the world. Yeah. (laughs) You're not wrong. He's definitely like the Blink-182 of like that style and that that time, I think. But Exactly like Blink-182 because he's like pretending not to make pop music and making fun of pop music the whole time. He's just like being like a huge pop star. But when you look at his songs, it's like Rebel Yell. Maybe that was like, that was the more ballady of like, you know, punky songs. um, Eyes Without a Face. Yeah. (laughs) Eyes Without. <laughs> and then you've got uh yeah here she come now moni moni uh which is a great song <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that song that's uh, not punk that's not here she come that's a great song but it's not but and if you watch no. the videos it's like yeah he looks like a cartoon of a punk rocker yeah uh, you're a badass right. pop star <laughs> he's still doing it i was like what's billy Idol up to these days he's still touring you know he's doing the whole thing he's still pretty jacked you know bravo <laughs> Billy is not idling. He's not idling. He's um, this song is uh is playing on the TV uh right after Adam Sandler uh his marriage you know he gets stood up at the altar just to sort of stick it to him. <laughs> and he's like, somebody turn that off. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh like this is the song that writes the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, much in the way that the uh <laughs> was it the Mrs. Doubtfire and the. Yeah. There Dude is no like Miss Doubtfire without Dude Looks Like a Lady. Do you get it? If I've said it once. Guys, we are about halfway through this soundtrack. All oh. right. You guys maybe want to take a little break and come back with a little game. Ooh. Yeah, I got a... I think I someone a, has a game. Is that uh, Caleb having a game? By popular play? demand, we have Vocal Fry All after right. the break. Yeah. Amazing. We'll be back after this. Yeah. 
Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. We want to hear from you. So if you've got a soundtrack recommendation, a suggestion, or a view, uh, did I mispronounce something, or uh, if you just want to hurl insults at us, or you just want to say, hey, uh, please reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at Tracklisting Podcast, Twitter at Tracklisting Pod, or email us tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, uh, why don't you tell a friend that you think might enjoy it as well? Uh, or maybe tell two. Yeah. And they tell two friends. And, and they, they tell two friends. friends and they <laughs> tell two friends. <laughs> that's how you start a movement. Yeah. And also, uh, if you like the recommendations we've got, uh, you can check out our official track listing playlist on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Tell, tell people about the, the playlist on Spotify. And then they'll tell two friends. And, and they'll, they'll tell, tell two friends. friends. <laughs> we love y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to track listing. We have a game coming up prepared by Caleb Brown. Oh, we game. have a, another edition of Vocal Fry, which I'm not lying has gotten a lot of positive feedback. Vocal Yay! Fry. Vocal yeah. Fry. So this is we've uh, we've found some isolated vocals from some of our favorite songs, and I'm going to uh, play clips from those vocals along with a few clues. Right, uh, See if you guys can. Uh, I'm hoping this might be a little bit harder than last time. It's good, hard. good, good. It's hard, right. to, it's hard to say. Uh, I believe so, I won last time. Is that... I, I think you guys worked together. No, that's true. Oh, this is a <laughs> team I game. I blacked out. There are no winners. Okay. Uh, so for round one, if you want to cue up uh, the first clue, this is a song from 1969. Yeah! Yeah! I've got that one locked in already. Uh, wait, I might have to recuse I, myself. I, I, I put it for round one because I thought that Nick might know this. 69. 1969. 1969. So this is uh, one of the bands. This is off of their second album, although this was, this was their first hit in the U.S. Uh, maybe you play it again for, for Chris. Yeah, okay. I, I was, my head was elsewhere because it sounded a lot like Big Mama Thornton, but then he said 69. So I was like, 69. okay, so sorry. So so this is a British band. Yeah. Uh, They settled a lawsuit, uh, eventually making a payment to Willie Dixon uh, for a song that that was recorded in 1962, not by Willie Dixon, but written by Willie Dixon. I I believe the uh, the line in question was uh, Backdoor Man. (laughs) Uh, Give it to Chris one last time. There we go. So this is a this is a band that had to settle a lot of lawsuits. Okay, is it? <sighs> All right, is Nick... it Led Zeppelin? I don't know. Yeah. Led Zeppelin. Nikki, what do you think? That's what is what yeah. is this? Uh, this is off of uh, Led Zeppelin two. Yeah. Uh, this is the vocal stem uh, sung by Robert Never Plant, Plant. Okay. on the song uh, "Whole Lot of Love." Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe okay. it is. Maybe it isn't. Let's okay. hear the answer. Let's see. Round, Round one. one. Yeah. There it is. Oh, 
Yeah, baby. One point. <laughs> great job, guys. Yeah, good job. Uh, that'd be okay. great. And they record that in the studio, and the engineer says, All right, everybody, one point. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets a gold star. Okay. All, nice. right. All right. Moving on. Uh, round uh, two. Round two, I think this should be pretty easy, too. This is a song from 1973. What'd she say? Get out there, <laughs> Sorry, whoa, I need it one more time before you take it. I might need it a few more times. Here's round two again. She said. She said. So this is a song. It was named after the singer's Labrador Retriever. Let's hear it again. One more time. One more time. She said. Man, I was trying to listen to the uh, song like playing out of their cans in the studio, you know, in the background. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you can hear some uh, of the song. I don't there. think I know that. I don't uh, think I know I don't it either. I know that vocal stem, Caleb. So this song actually inspired the name of an Australian rock band from not too long ago. So let's hear it again. Round two. The name of the song is the same as the, the band. Band. An Australian band. Australian rock band. <laughs> it's funny because the second bit of it kind of sounds like Robert Plant again. Yeah. This is one of the most Zeppelin. famous rock stars of all time. Oh boy. Uh, it's like some Rolling Stones. You guys can play the answer if you if you're if you're stuck. Uh I'm just gonna say it's the Rolling Stones. I don't know. Okay. All let's right. uh let's hear the answer. This is round, round two. Nineteen seventy three. Jet. Paul think, McCartney. It's a uh, Paul McCartney and Wings. Oh, Jet. Wings, Wings, Wings. But do you remember the? Uh, there was an Australian band called Jet. Jet, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, Cold uh, hard bitch. She's just a kiss yeah. on the lips. Yeah, yeah. 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 They had the the song that ripped Are you gonna off be my girl? Pop and a song that ripped off the. <laughs> yeah, didn't they sing? The a, are you gonna be my girl? Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> It was just lust for life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, no points on that session. All right, all right, all right. I so, thought you might have uh, recognized still one out here. Jet is a great song, though. Ah, that's one of my favorites. Uh, round three. So this is a track from 1975. So let's hear the vocals. Oh, can you show me? <laughs> so, there's a lot of music in the cans. I had to bring okay, the, the middle good. down. Okay. Let's okay. get that one more time here. Yeah, yeah. Just for, uh, you know, our sake. Said 19- oh, can you show me? Oh, man. It's weird. God it sounds me, like Mark man. Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> 1975. So, this is a solo artist in name, at least. So, uh, so we're looking for, for a person, not a band. Uh, this was ranked number 16 in Pitchfork's list of the 200 best songs from the 70s. Mm-hmm. God damn. Chris, you want to talk about this outside? Yeah, sure. Let's, Let's go, go outside and talk about this. Right, so man, 1975. I'm, I'm trying to total blank. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I, think, I, think, I think Caleb just has been recording these in his yeah. room. <laughs> These are all, These are all fucking ringers. Trying right? to pass as yeah, famous artists. I don't think any of them are real. Okay, well, I can't even name... Give me a name from 1975. 
that, that's like a solo uh, that's recording. That's the famous album. dark year for music. No music was made in '75. <laughs> That was the all the studios shut down. You're saying there's conspiracy here, yeah, man. man. Okay, talked about it before. So this musician, Alex Jones. <laughs> if you were to look at, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but if you were to look at like the Rolling Stone like uh, top hundred like albums in rock and roll history, I would say this artist probably has five in that top hundred. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's let's. Uh... Thank you for the Jeopardy Trap remix, by the way, to yeah. Jeremiah MC One Thousand. <laughs> So let's get the, that round three clue one more time. Oh, can you show me? All right. I, I think I got it locked in there. I think that's a, a Bruce Springsteen. That is maybe Bruce Springsteen. Vocal sample. Oh. And that is that would have only been from the song. Let's get it one more time. Oh, can you show me? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Of course. So, well, that's like Ben Stiller made fun of Bruce Springsteen for doing like. Seventy-five here. The last hint. This is a title track off of an album. If you're familiar with any Bruce albums. Oh man. Um, like Thunder Road. <laughs> Born in the USA. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, let's, let's go with Brucey. Let's, let's go with Bruce off of. Uh, All right, let's hear the answer. Round three. Say, I'm going to say "Born in the USA." Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. So here's round three. Dance in the dark. Born to run. You get a half point for "Born" in the title. <laughs> Excellent. Here, wait for it. <laughs> Amazing sax out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Sax out of nowhere. nowhere. All right. God damn it. Same album right. as Thunder Road, and it's basically the same song. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the same thing. All right. So maybe we both get a point on that one. Yeah, so, sure. I'll uh, take it. Two, yeah. two, two one, Chris. <laughs> no, no, two, no, one. No, no. Final round. So however you guys are what scoring is the scoring this. System? <laughs> you're, you're kicking my butt. I've uh, not come up with any. <laughs> round four. This is a song from 1993. Here we go. So maybe this is your, in your wheelhouse. Oh yeah, I think we all know who that is. But let's just get that. Uh, let's get that clip one, one more time, time yeah, just please. for posterity. <laughs> what a monster! A possessed demon baby <laughs> of uh, Steven. Tyler. You think it's Steven? You think it's Steven Tyler? I'm gonna go hard, Steven Tyler. Okay, on that I keep vocal. thinking he's Prince in these. <laughs> it's gotta be Steven Tyler, though. It could also just be Caleb again in his room. Uh, what song? What so song? I'll say that this uh, this comes from a power ballad. Ninety three. Ninety three, off of the band's top selling album, which was a double disc for some reason. Yes. Yes. Maybe <laughs> gonna say uh, Janie's got a gun. Ooh, is that ninety three? It's like right around Sounds that time yeah, period. Yeah. Okay. I think you guys better hear that sample again. Yeah. 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 Here That's we it. go. Right. Come on, Steven. Bring us home. <laughs> 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 
He is out of his mind. That is incredible. I'm going to stick with Janie's Got a Gun unless have you have another song. One idea. final clue. I have one final clue. Okay. So uh, the video for this song featured Alicia Silverstone and Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Yeah. I remember that music video and it's way creepy, but it's... Um, I remember from the Clueless episode um, that I know, Alicia... That- she was, she was in multiple. She was Aerosmith in a, videos. as previously mentioned, trio of Aerosmith videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, uh, but this also has Liv Tyler. Um, okay. Play it one last time. Let's go ahead. It's not. It. It's not. Janie's uh, got a gun. It's nuts. Something that How is that real? That thing? Something it that is pretty thing? Nuts. I don't know. I I got I got nothing. How nuts is it, Nick? God. Goose I'm egg a- for Darden. Is it nuts? Actually, I'm going to switch up for Janie. I'm going to say uh, love in an elevator. No, it's crazy. Oh. oh well, let's let's hear that. That's a four. <laughs> God. So good. Man. Thank that God is, for auto fade. That is crazy from Aerosmith. Good job, guys. Thank you for playing <laughs> yeah. Purple Fry. Thank you, Caleb. Thank Caleb for his excellent game contribution. <laughs> Hopefully, next time Chris prepares another round of Tinsel Town Tunes. Tinsel Town Tunes. So far, uh, universally panned <laughs> by our listeners. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be back. Everybody's catching the Tinseltown fever. What's the final tally on that game? We got a final tally. I, I think, think it was... was maybe a tie or maybe both. No, lost. Dude, I, 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 I didn't get a single one. No, no. <laughs> Four Nick, more rounds. <laughs> Nick absolutely destroyed me. I'm, I'm actually, I'm kind of pissed going into the second half of this. I feel, <laughs> apropos of nothing, I feel unprepared now because I failed. I'm like, do I even know? Should I even be here? The only thing know. you should be embarrassed about is that you continuously think that steven tyler sounds like prince which i do not understand <laughs> no it's prince you know when he's like it's a common diagnosis when he's shredding and on the ground I, i'm gonna okay i'm gonna do a vocal fry and show you i'm gonna match up the wavelengths <laughs> that's pretty amazing should we jump back into the soundtrack let's do it would love to we are back at track nine david bowie with china girl David Bowie making his uh, first, second, third appearance on track listing. I've recommended a Bowie song. Yeah, I don't know if we've seen Bowie around here. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been, been, he's been uh, in and out. He's been on a lot of soundtracks that didn't make it onto the soundtrack. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Under Pressure, uh, Girl Next Door. Yeah. So this is off of uh, the uh, what the Let's Dance album. It was originally a Iggy Pop song on a record that Bowie produced and co-wrote. The story that I've heard, I don't know how true it is, is that Iggy had fallen on hard times and didn't have any money. 
And so when Bowie was doing this, he he re-recorded his own song because Iggy Pop had like a partial writing credit. So it was a way to like kick his buddies some money. Oh, and nice. it was a way bigger hit. Uh, the Bowie version was a way bigger hit than the Iggy Pop version. Oh, okay. They're nice, both pretty nice like Bowie. The Bowie version's definitely better and the production's a lot better, but it it has like a little bit of I don't know, I wanna say offensive but problematic. Like <laughs> Yeah, they're like, let's Asian it up a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Which, uh, sonically, I think it does add to it, but it's... Well, no, if you watch the music video, it'll clear everything up. It'll clear everything up. There's, you know, not like there's anybody in uh, Asian face or anything. (laughs) It's much creepier when Iggy Pop is singing about his China girl, but for some reason the Bowie version's a little bit more offensive. Yeah, it's a great song, but it's it just makes you a little bit like... Is this okay? Yeah, I don't, I don't know anymore. I don't know. I remember I a few so. years when those photos started popping up online of uh, David Bowie dressed in normcore, just like wandering <laughs> oh, yeah. around the streets of New York, <laughs> like Tommy Hilfiger shorts on, <laughs> just like, it's like cargo what? shorts and stuff. Just totally flipped my world upside down. Oh, man. <laughs> He's just like us. Nobody has a clear conscience. <laughs> And this is playing in the club and um, puts um, yeah, Drew Barrymore and... Uh, Julia. Yeah, Julia. And uh, who's um, Ben Stiller's wife? Christy, um, she played Marsha Brady. Everyone knows her as Marsha Brady for the rest of her life. She's... You know, I just, yeah, yeah, I remember her from Zoolander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, dodgeball, the whole thing. They're, uh, they're singing along to this song and they love it. <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah. This, I mean... When you think of uh, like 60s, 70s rock stars having like their revival records in the 80s, this is by far the best version of that. Like this album, partially or mostly uh, produced by Nile Rodgers. Great. The famous chic fame. Yeah. It's a great record. And uh, it's like, you know, it's one of Bowie's best records, which is kind of astounding. What else is on this album? Uh, it has Let's Dance, yeah. it has Modern Love, yeah. uh, Cat People. Ah. It's good. It's a great record. Too good. Too good. Too good. Next. Too good. <laughs> <laughs> what can you say about Bowie, really? He's uh, dressed like a boxer on the cover for some reason. Jim Hinton's Just, Labyrinth. Man, he would not last two rounds. <laughs> not a, he didn't have, the, didn't have the, the, the nose bridge of a boxer, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, he, he did everything he could to erode that nose bridge. Um, you know, tried to get it down. But. <laughs> Thanks, Bowie, for all your hard work. We'll see you out there sometime. <laughs> see you in that big party on the space station, man. Let's listen to track 10. This is New Order with Blue Monday. We dedicate Blue Monday by New Order to uh, Paul F. Tompkins on this episode, who I recently heard on uh, an episode of uh, Freedom, I think it was. Uh, this song came up on the podcast, and he's like, what song? <laughs> they're like, Blue Monday? He's like, I don't, I don't know. 
They, they they bring it up and uh, you know he he affirms. I've I don't I've never heard this song. <laughs> oh, so this one's for you, Paul. This is uh, this is Blue Monday. Wow. Yeah, look it up, man. I don't it's know a... how you could get through you know an entire lifetime. I mean, yeah, I'm a huge uh, Joy Division New Order guy. This is um, this was their huge kind of breakout hit. It was in a time when um, people realized for the first time that uh, to, that single sales were accounted for. <laughs> Basically, they figured out they could keep putting out different versions of the same single, yeah. and it would all count as one single. This is <laughs> so that 12-inch. They, they were gaming the system. This was like right at the beginning of kind of the new wave 12-inch as a phenomena, and they must have put out fucking 12 different versions of the song, and it just kept oh piling on. So, so, And then uh, like Billboard eventually or pretty quickly caught up and like changed the metrics. This song was like the top selling single for years and years and years because of that. I but mean, also because it was like a hugely successful song. It's it's a song that I could literally listen to start to finish and then hit repeat again an, ah. ent- an entire evening. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, yeah. I, it's, I think it's like the best dancey club song. There's nothing in the world makes me want to like hang out at like a techno-y bar you know, than this song. It's, yeah, it's classic. I remember like a pretty dicey cover when I was in high school by the band Orgy. Uh, Orgy. Guys, um, my point I was about to make. <laughs> uh, uh, I may or it's may like not. My favorite uh, band of all time. <laughs> I may or may not have owned the album Candy Ass oh. by Orgy. That have stitches on it? It may or may not have had a cover of Blue Monday on that album. And I may or may not have. Uh, Thoroughly enjoyed that cover <laughs> when I was in middle school. It's a very faithful cover with like a little bit of a '90s industrial. Like, yeah, it's got some Power Man Five Thousand yeah, cranked I mean, up in there. It's, it's actually what introduced me to this song. I heard that like when I was a kid, and I was like, "That song's pretty awesome, oh, dude!" And in like, fifth grade, sixth grade, total jam, <laughs> yeah, man. And then like, uh, yeah, it's the same you know thing that Alien Ant Farm did. It's like, let's come out and our first big hit will be like an amazing song. Like this is yeah, Smooth Criminal, which everyone loved, and then like Blue Monday, which everyone loved. But I think Orgy called it something different. Or just they said how how does it feel in parentheses Blue Monday? Right. Like okay, they just really we're a big fan of the parentheses here on Trackless. It's our favorite trope. Let's dive into track 11. This is Musical Youth with Pass the Duchy. Because it was the month of How does it feel when you got no food? So I left my gate and went out for a walk. How does it feel when you got no food? As I passed the dreadlocks camp, I heard them say. How does it feel when you got no food? Pass the Duchy Pally left hand side. I remember uh, watching VH1 or MTV when I was in high school, and the music video for that song would just like play on a loop, like all night long. It's <laughs> crazy. Wait, what? Yeah. I do not believe you. Yeah. I do not believe this song. No, this was uh, like when I was talking about the Thompson <laughs> twins being like unfairly characterized as a one-hit wonder. This is an actual one-hit wonder. Musical youth? No, dude, they got some hits, man. <laughs> this is a band of children put together by their parents, uh, yeah. some of whom were uh, were former reggae musicians and past the duchy what are they talking about well they're here, guys they're, they're, they're covering they uh, they're somebody else's it. song um but they're changing the patois to make it about passing like pots and pans because yeah. the, the uh there's a great interview with the <laughs> yeah, guy hey give like, me that kitchen pan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well there's a great interview he's like 
And they're like, clear, it's about marijuana, right? And the guy in a very thick Jamaican accent that I'm not going to do was like, no, it's about, it's a cookie pan. <laughs> the Dutchie is a cookie pan. And so everyone wants to have cookies. He's like, hey, it's, man, it's come te- on. It's just... technically true, but I think, yeah. like, the, I can't remember what the original song was called, but it was like, pass the whatever. <laughs> pass the doobie pan, man. <laughs> Okay, man, give me that doobie pan. Give me that doobie pan, dude. Yeah, I might change that lyric, too. Yeah, Yeah, not too much to say about this one. It's fucking enjoyable. I mean, I remember the music video being really fun in the uh, thousand times that I saw it. Yeah, man. I remember uh, the beginning of the song says, like, you know, a child's like, this generation rules the nation. And uh, little did he know he would end up being a Gen Xer, which, oh, man, they're not ruling any nations. Oh, boy. Generation <laughs> X, Billy Idol. We better get to track 12. <laughs> Let's do it. This is Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore with Have You Written Anything Lately? Have you written anything lately? Yeah, I guess. Will you play it for me? You don't want to hear It's not good. No, I'm sure it is. It's just I wrote half of it when I was with Linda, and I wrote the other half after we broke up, so it's a little uneven, you know? I don't mind. I'd like to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) That'll take us straight to track 13. This is Adam Sandler with Somebody Kill Me. Can't believe I found a love that's so pure and true. I remember in that scene, Drew Barrymore looking, uh, you know, adoringly on at Adam Sandler. <laughs> and she, like, champions yeah. through it. She's like, it's really great. I like it. <laughs> also, I mean, that's... Uh, the verse in that song also kind of has, like, that Rick Springfield vibe to it. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> what do you think? Okay, so obviously uh, Adam Sandler's known and from, like, from his days on SNL, and then he put out albums of doing some joke songs. Obviously, when he had the idea of making this movie, I think a large part of it was, like, was getting a joke song in at one point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is really fucking funny. I, d- I thought it was so funny. I mean, <laughs> as really... a kid in 1998, I thought it was just the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. I think it's I think it's still funny. Yeah, it's still uh, great. <laughs> I, 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 I've been listening to I Look Here. So, you know, this, uh, yes, Michael, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought this was amazing. And uh, I will say this is right after, um, you know, John Lovitz, or, you know, he's the wedding singer that they're about to hire, maybe, potentially. And he's singing Ladies Night. <laughs> you know, like, just being a total creep. Oh, right. And they're like, we're going to, she's like, we're going to get a DJ. Yeah, he's like, yeah. can a DJ do this? That moves like this. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you know, he's watching this in the wings and he says, um, you know, like, uh, he's losing his mind <laughs> and I am reaping the benefits. <laughs> Which I, I, I think might go on record as uh, John Lovitz's last funny role in anything. Which he is uncredited for in the movie. He and uh, Steve Buscemi. Um, Buscemi! So, okay. I said, We're going to get to the bottom of this. I, no, I did. I did. Because I, was, I felt so embarrassed on an episode that may or may not see the light of day. I said Buscemi. He says it. 
Steve Buscemi himself pronounces it Buscemi, but the world has just decided it's Buscemi. <laughs> so he's like, "What? Just call me whatever. I don't. I'm tired of correcting people." But he's also like, "I might say my own name wrong. I don't know. That's just, I grew up in Queens. Like, what do you want me to say?" Like, but um, and dude, oh, by the way, Steve, Steve Buscemi, whatever, Steve Buscemi, uh, is unparalleled he's so funny in this movie i think him is the uh oh, like, when he's drunk with the guitar he's like self-taught yeah at the very <laughs> beginning dad. he gives that like the best uh best man so he's like yeah so uh you know everyone loved my brother and everyone thought i was the screw up right dad really <laughs> 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 the guitar he grabs that he's like yeah, like, as Nick was just saying, uh, was a was not a prop guitar. It was like the guitarist from the band's uh, band, and he like really fucked it up when he like did that thing, and no one was happy with him after that. Just an, an improvised thing. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Yeah, he's, he's really good. And then he, and, then he, and then he becomes the wedding singer at the end, which I forgot about. That he he makes the, the tables turn. Yeah, yeah. Excellent film. Anyway. Yeah, excellent film. Guys, we are pulling into the last track on the soundtrack. This oh is track God. 14. Oh, okay. This is Ellen Dow plus <laughs> Sugar Hill Gang. Oh, yeah. The Rapper's Delight medley. <laughs> medley. Let's rock. You don't stop. Rock the rhythm that'll make your body rock. Well, so far, you've heard my voice, but I brought two friends along. And next on the mic is my man Hank. Come on, Hank, sing that song. Check it out. When I'm pimp the dimp, the ladies pimp, the women fight for my delight. But I'm the grand master with the three MCs that shop the house for the young oh boy, lady. what a mashup we got there. Well done, Rosie. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> I the rapping granny. I fucking hate the rapping granny. So Come on, I, dude. I did everything I could to make sure we didn't We almost had a perfect podcast. rating. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, rapping, ah. rapping granny for the win. Oh, man. Uh, that rest in peace, little old uh, what's her name? I, Ellen, Ellen Dow. Ellen Dow died at the ripe old age of 101. Wow. wow! So she really did it, and also her career took off when she was like 89. You know, wow, crushing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really took off. <laughs> did, yeah. All right, guys, that was the wedding singer soundtrack. All right. Thanks so much. Good listen. We're gonna have to uh, rate this bad boy. Ah, rate it, rate it, rate it. Who wants to start? Chris, you want to start for us? Surely, surely, I'd be happy to. I really like this movie, and um, I liked yeah. it as a kid. I liked it on the rewatch. I mean, you know, with a little bit of age to me, I still found it to be a very enjoyable film. The soundtrack, uh, I think, even means more to me, in like how much more I've like listened to the '80s um, as I've grown up. And um, it's tough to rate this without incorporating Volume Two into it, but um, you know, as a complete, you're, you're thing, gonna have to try. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try. So I'm gonna give this a thirteen point four. All right, that's pretty solid. Because I, right. I liked, I liked all the songs. That this movie is full of music. A lot of them appear on the soundtrack, and you get a little taste of uh, old Adam, uh, Adam uh, <laughs> saying the songs on there. But uh, the oh, we should say that we are rating this album uh, zero to fifteen stars. Oh yeah, as in always. The sky. And that's what's allowed. allowed. Yeah. So we can sorry, know. first time listeners. We're all about specificity. Uh, Caleb, you want to rate this bad boy? Um. Yeah, I, I, I. Okay, you don't have to if you don't want to. It's fine. <laughs> you can take a pass. It's yeah, like man, hard pass. because uh, it's it, there's something kind of like a little bit uh, 
obvious about all the picks. They're all songs I really enjoy. There's no song on here that I discovered off of this soundtrack. Um, the one cover I will say is neither better nor worse than the original. It, it's uh, basically a now that's what I call '80s volume two. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, so um, it's hard to nitpick it, but there there's like not many surprises. The rap and granny always kind of <laughs> for the fans. Gonna, for the fans out the there, end, it's gonna it's gonna take the lead out. Uh, I'm gonna give this a twelve point four. I, I really enjoyed listening to it. All right, twelve point four, not Pretty bad. Solid. Pretty high for Caleb. Cue uh, applause. All right, Same Nick, uh, what, do, what do you think? What's Out of uh, fifteen stars in the sky, I will give the Wedding Singer soundtrack, Volume One, fourteen point five. Nice <laughs> stars. Highest rating yet. Highest rating yet. Wow. Can't be perfect. No such thing as perfect here on track listing. <laughs> Clearly. But uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed listening to the soundtrack. Uh, some of my favorite songs on there. Uh, Thompson Twins, uh, incredible. Uh, the Smiths, really great. David Bowie. Psychedelic Furs. New Order. A lot of, a lot of yeah, good stuff on there. And then a grandma, you know, yeah. rapping God over the Sugar Hill Gang. Chic sample. All goes yeah, down it's, it's all to the there. Yeah. Everything is there. All right. Well, uh, before we go, I think we're going to add another song to the track listing Spotify playlist. And uh, in uh, <laughs> in honor of the Wedding Singer soundtrack, we're adding one of our favorite covers to the, to the playlist. That's right. Uh, our favorite cover song. Very, very broad uh, recommendation. But I'd Define like Define it how you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Define whatever you want. It has to be a cover, though. <laughs> okay, one of you two has to go first because you guys have like a little bit of a secret war going on with this pick. Do we? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. The way files look same for so, so Chris and I, n- none of us know uh, what each other's recommendation is going to be. Uh, we just have these as uh, mysteriously labeled uh, tracks that we're queuing up, and Chris, uh, Chris and I's uh, looks very similar. <laughs> I'm it's telling from the you, same year. I'm telling you, there's no way. The one key of you point go first, is very similar. Uh, so I can go second. One of you can scramble if you need to pick a, a new song. Uh, Chris, why don't okay. you lead us off here? Okay. Uh, I chose uh, Jolene, uh, which is a song that's been covered many times. That nope. is not that what I chose. Not the pick. Okay. <laughs> right. Very good. Very We're good. in the clear, baby. Uh, Man, those waveforms look real similar. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, when but, you hear uh, both tracks. As everyone knows, Jolene by uh, Dolly Parton, uh, probably first and foremost. Maybe some people know it from the Jack White uh, or one of his, you know, whatevers. Um, But this is the Scottish pop duo Strawberry Switchblade, which was in the same year that this movie took place, 1985. So let's hear that. Yeah. That's good. 
good. I man. really like that That's song. Great. Um, it loses some of the charm from the original. But of course, of course. <laughs> I like the percussion it, in that one. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. It, yeah. it turns into more of a banger, and it's not. It's like a really sad song. Like Jolene is like one of the most like tearful songs I know. But, uh, it's a great song. I've never uh, heard that cover. It's, uh, cool. it's they're, they're a pretty crazy looking band. Uh, they wear they're very uh, they're known for their like flamboyant outfits and stuff. And the music video, there's two. And they're both crazy looking. Um, I will say, side note, there is a, a version of Dolly Parton's Jolene slowed down to 33 RPM uh, on YouTube. And it's really, really cool, too. Because it, Oh, I've heard that before. It sounds like a Ray LaMontagne song. It sounds insane. When it's slowed down. It's yeah. really great. It's, it sounds... Uh, so somebody in the comments section had a really good point, like... Whereas Jolene is pleading uh, the way Dolly Parton sings it, this is more resigned at 33 RPM. <laughs> so it's just like, ah, there's nothing I can do. You're gonna take my, you're gonna take my man, even though I have a man's voice. And speed, like, <laughs> speed equals mood. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. All right. classic. Very well, cool. Strawberry Thanks, Chris. Great. Very cool, yeah, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, uh, I've got a recommendation here. Um, I have the uh, cover that is blah blah blah. I can't even fucking talk right now. <laughs> beers man just over <laughs> all right for my uh favorite cover i have picked the song there's always something there to remind me uh by naked eyes let's take a listen to that and every step i take reminds me of just how we used to be You may or may not remember that song is written by Burt Bacharach and Hal David. That <laughs> was made famous in the uh, 60s by uh, Dionne Warwick yeah, yeah. and a host of other uh, artists. Um, the the Dionne Warwick version always gives me a little bit of a chuckle if we want to take a listen to that. It's kind Jeez. of got some bossa nova flavors. Let's hear it. Calling how it felt to kiss and hold yeah, you yeah, tight. I this. Oh, how can I forget you? When there is always something there to remind me. Oh yeah, baby. Always I like that a lot. To me. Yeah, that was one of the more uh, you know famous versions of the Burt Bacharach song. I think his original demo uh, basically is just like the horn uh, playing the melody in the verse, and then it's just the lyrics in the chorus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Naked Eyes, uh, awesome uh, new wave band, uh, the UK. Could have been on the soundtrack, you know what I mean? Could have been. Yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of a, a trend of new wave groups uh, remaking, like, kind of R&B standards, like... Uh, soft Cell? Soft Cell. Yeah. Most famously did the mashup of two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my recommendation's not too much dissimilar to that. It's a little bit earlier, 1979. It's a post-punk group, uh, The Slits, who were kind of the sister group to The Clash coming out of England. Mm. Uh, but they offer their uh, their debut album, they did a cover that I love of a Motown classic of uh, Heard It Through the Grapevine. Oh, nice. I bet, I bet, I bet, 
Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That, that bass is yeah, blowing it's... out the speakers, <laughs> man. I love that. Yeah. It's very, it's a great like post-punk dance track. Uh, the original, I mean, it was, I can't remember who recorded it originally, but uh, it was made famous by uh, Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. Back then when there was a song on the Motown label, like five different people, I think maybe it was a Gladys Knight and the Pips did a version. Yeah, I remember a female uh, vocalist. Yeah. Uh, but the slits do kind of like a very sinister late 70s version I love. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Right, thank you, thank you. You can find that on the uh, Spotify track listing playlist. Check us yeah. out. Search yeah. it on Spotify. Thanks, guys, for uh, listening to The Wedding Singer thank tonight. Thank you for bringing it thank in. It's a great soundtrack. Yeah, no great job, Nick. <laughs> we'll see what the pick is for next week. Whose turn is it next? Uh, I guess it's mine. It's yours, Caleb. No, no, sorry. Is it yours? It's mine! Hey, it's just okay. kidding! Fuck it, we'll do it live! <laughs> and we'll see you at the record store! <laughs> Tittle Town Dudes! We love y'all. Thanks for Thank listening. Thank you, bye. Bye. bye.